Welcome to Candid Confessions, powered by SudeepAudio.com. Hi, I'm Shantanu. Uh, I'm a sound engineer, and uh, we're here to talk about experiences, about you know how I felt things changed uh, my attitude towards work. Sometimes not just towards work, but also towards life in general. Most have been learning experiences of how I could improve. Lots of learning experiences, which also taught me what I should not do. Which is also very important for people to understand because it's not always you learn what to do. It's you also learn through mistakes of others or yourselves as to what should not be done, which is also a learning experience. So let me start right at the beginning of time and uh, i remember it was a group of friends you know uh, all of us used to hang out together this, uh, we were at college school and most of my friends today are the, still the same friends that i had from that era and um, i remember very clearly that i was into academics at that point of time into postgraduate studies but my interest has always been uh, you know with music so music has always been something that you know took my mind off the so called daily vigors of life and academia and you know the pressures of being a teenager <laughs> so uh, so what does what do people do you know so here i was and with all these friends of mine and having a great time going to all these concerts uh, you know going into their studios and enjoying listening to their music and at the same time being fascinated by the whole process not just the process of performance but of the process of recording as well you know mixing how things happen and it was just like i was like a small you know like a young kid in a candy store you know there's so much over there and it's all looks so good all looks so exciting and i said wow this is a fantastic hobby to have you know because my main line of work was my was was my academics which would then le- later on lead me into doing a job in the actual formal world uh, where i being a student of science i was working uh, you know as a research assistant in a pharmaceutical laboratory so if i had carried on there i would probably be part of the current vaccination program and you know, being in a company involved in something like that but fate had something else in store for me so there i am hanging around with all these friends of mine some of them very famous today uh, well known personalities and we were all hanging around doing stuff and you know they used to see me around you know after studies after college coming by and hanging out and i went through a bit of a lean period in terms of my academics where there were no grants coming in uh, so you know there's nothing much to do and uh, these friends of mine we are sitting down in our pg accommodation where four people in a room all friends and uh, they just told me so listen man you know you're doing your academics you've done great all this stuff is going fine you're so into the music scene you know so much about the music scene you know about the processes all those kind of things why don't you as a as a 
you know, as a breakaway, why don't you just try this out? He said, like, listen, man, I know nothing. I'm not even a musician. Uh, you know, I know nothing about this. He said, listen, what do you have to lose? You know, if something like this does not work out, you always have your academics to fall back on. In fact, you're in one of the best positions of your life where you have a win-win situation. If if something works, you still that works for you. If it doesn't work, you go back to your academics. So I said, okay. So there's this another friend of ours, uh, Soli Dastur, who ran this studio um, in in south of Bombay, uh, a studio called the Music Room, and the Music Room studio, great little studio. Uh, as its chief engineer was a very close buddy of mine, was Nakul Kamte, who's today uh, one of the celebrated engineers. And uh, you know, he was a friend of mine, and they put for Nakul put the proposal up to uh, up to Soli, and Soli has known me for a while, and you know, said like, "Come on in, join in as uh, join in as uh, as an as an intern, so to say," you know. So I said, great, let's do that. And so there I was thinking, you know, get into this glamour world, even though it's behind the glass, it's great glamour world. And then Nakul, Esan, Ranjit, who were all friends of mine, you know, put me through the paces and only to realize that, you know, for the first maybe a month or so, I didn't touch a piece of recording equipment. In fact, I was answering I was like the studio telephone receptionist. That was the days before mobile phones. Yeah, so telephone receptionist uh, taking food orders, uh, going to some place to drop in, go and collect checks, uh, maybe go in somewhere to drop in an invoice, doing all this kind of mundane work. And I'm here. I'm saying that I'm this whole celebrated academic. I'm doing all this. I have all these qualifications behind me and I'm doing a job of a of a peon not realizing that till something later so, so I said fine so slowly 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 I started getting work in the studio where my seniors started you know showing me the process and that process you start work as what it's it's not an Indian term but it's a term over there is known as a gopher so gopher is a person who just does all these odd jobs who will eventually then start hopefully engineering depending on his attitude and his skills. So slowly over a period of time, you know, I started doing more and more work within the studio and not doing the work which I started off, which was being a telephone operator. Slowly, I then became the assistant engineer and over a period, and when I say slowly, I mean it took time. You you didn't become a full-fledged engineer in one month's time. Okay, it, it took time. You had to gain the respect. You had to gain the knowledge. You had to gain the experience to be able to even be called an assistant engineer. And what I learned as an assistant engineer was, you should not be seen, and you should not be heard. So how does one not be seen and not be heard in a studio which is 100 square feet? And obviously, 
physically it's not meant that way but you have to be completely out of the way don't be in the way of the musician don't be in the way of the engineer but at the same time you should still be assisting so you have to develop those skills as to how always in the back seat but always with your ears and eyes open doing all of that teaches you as to how to be respectful and observant without actually getting into anyone's way and doing your job and doing your job well this actually people your clients start noticing all these kind of things saying listen there's this guy called shatadu he's great with what he does he's not in your way he's not unnecessarily opening his mouth talking jibber jabber unnecessarily to be part of the conversation he's doing what he's supposed to do as an assistant when the main engineer is not over there he is able to take control obviously he doesn't have the experience as the main engineer but these are the processes that are involved this had a deep impact on me because i was also impatient but at the same time because of my so called maturity i started off at not such a young age i started at a slightly older age uh, which taught me the patience and patience in a recording studio is probably your biggest asset that you can have because the moment you try to speed things up whether it is professionally or not things are always going to come in your way which act as speed bumps so if you pace it out properly you will end up doing a better job it might take a little bit longer but at least you know that job is never going to be repeated because you have not rushed into it so the this whole process took me approximately a year year and a half before i gained the confidence of the studio management i gained a confidence of the clients i gained the confidence of the musicians and i gained the confidence of my senior engineers who then started taking a back seat and letting me do jobs on my own what i learned in all of this is what i don't see what is happening today today everyone wants everything too much too soon in those days we didn't have any kind of recording engineering schools or anything of that sort today you do so they the moment they finish they think they can operate something or they've got a youtube video they think they're engineers not realizing that it takes a long long time of hard work perseverance patience to be able to get to a particular stage of respect you might be doing a great job but you have to gain the respect of the people who you work for because as an engineer it's very important to understand you are at the back seat you are in the rear wing you are in the passenger seat you are not people who are going to get all the credit are the people who you work for you might be in a profession which has a lot of glamour but that glamour is not yours the glamour is the people who you work with and when you have that kind of understanding then you are not trying to show off when i say show off i mean show off about your skills as an audio engineer saying look ma what a great reverb i've used the moment you say something like that oh what a great reverb i've used that means people are focusing on the reverb they're not focusing on the bigger picture which is the song so the song needs to sound good in its entirety not individual elements that actually tells you what a good engineer you are 
whether as a recording engineer or as a mix engineer.